episode number 34. Hi, you're listening to the Careers Beyond Motherhood podcast with your host, Janine Esbrand. I'm here to help working mums like you to thrive in your careers and in motherhood. I share tips, strategies and inspirational conversations with awesome women to help reduce the struggle in your juggle. Time for say, mummy. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. It is great to be back with you on today's episode. Now I have a question for you. Do you sometimes feel like you're on a hamster wheel trying to get ahead of your never-ending to-do list? I know, it's hard. As a working mum, you have lots of things to juggle and it can often feel like it's mission impossible trying to get to the bottom of that to-do list. Well, today on the show, we're going to be diving into the topic of time management with an expert who knows a lot about this topic. We're speaking to Laura Vanderkam. She's a mother of four and she's also the author of two amazing books. One is called I Know How She Does It and her most recent title is Off The Clock. So she's sharing with us some really great tips and strategies that we can implement. Ones that are practical and ones that really go to our mindset and the way that we think about time and the way that we think about our lack of time. It was a really interesting interview and some fascinating insights for me. So I know you are going to absolutely love it. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to interview you today. Could you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a bit about you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. My name is Laura Vanderkam. I am the author of several time management and productivity books, including Off the Clock, Feel Less Busy While Getting More Done. That will be out soon. Um, I am the author of I Know How She Does It, and some other books called The 168 Hours. I love to write about time management and productivity. I also speak a lot on that topic. Um, And I co-host a podcast called Best of Both Worlds that looks at um, the intersection of work and life for women from the perspective of really loving both. Awesome. So excited. There's so much there that I want to talk to you about, especially time management for working mamas. That's that's something that's top of the list. So we're going to dive into that. But before I do, um, can you tell me a bit about your background and, um, you know, what you were doing pre-motherhood? Tell me about your, your motherhood journey. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I have four children. Um, they are 11, 8, 6 and 3. Um, I have pretty much... Um, mostly done the same work before and after. I started out semi as a journalist, but I say only semi in that I had like one job um, and then I, uh, for like a year. And uh, then I went out on my own and uh, was freelancing, um, you know, writing articles, started writing uh, book stuff, uh, did a lot of like ghost writing and um, some career book stuff on my own. Um, started having kids in there and uh, began writing about time management mostly after uh, I was, uh, after my kids were starting to be born, but uh, in the process of having them is when most of my books on time management have come out. So yeah, it's been uh, fun to sort of test out that my various theories in my life and the strategies I learned from other people as I attempt to make the pieces of my life fit together. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine when you have four children, time management is a huge thing that you have to conquer and, and figure out. So um, is, was it having the children that, that, that led you to that topic as being an area that you like to speak about and, and really write on and dive into? Um, 
Yeah, it, it was um, to a degree. I, I, it's always something I've been interested in. Um, but once I had the first kid, I was starting to write about that topic as writers do. We mine our, our lives for material. And I noticed that a lot of the material um, about women and work and life and how women spent their time was, was pretty negative. I mean, there's either this idea of no one can have it all, or if you attempt to have it all, you'll be crunched and harried and like, life will be awful or um, else things that were sort of glamorizing or, or, you know, this nostalgia for a time when things were simpler and, you know, I don't know, women apparently knew their place or something. Um, so it was, uh, you know, this is a lot of the literature that's out there on, on uh, motherhood. And I found this all very depressing. Uh, so I decided to look into it and um, my research led me into some fascinating things about people's time use. Um, I'm always drawn to topics where you can be a bit of a contrarian. Um, There's interesting data on how women spend their time now versus the past. Women actually spend more time interacting with their children now than in the past, even though far more mothers are working for pay. Um, And partly that's because women don't just do work and childcare. Those aren't the only two things in women's lives. So they are not in trade-off despite that being their perception. Uh, there, you know, just things finding that people don't work nearly as much as they think they do. So this idea that you can't have a, you know, full-time career and also raise a family because there's no time. It's like, well, turns out there's 168 hours in a week. And, you know, if you're working 45, like that's really not the whole of 168 hours. That's a very small chunk of yeah. that. You know, all these things were coming up and I was like, well, I really should start writing about that. And so I did. And that's um, been my topic ever since. Yeah, it's awesome because I sometimes when I work with clients and I speak to people, there is that perception that just I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I just don't have any time. But when you get people to drill down and actually say, okay, well, let's look at your your day or let's look at your week, what are you actually doing? Um, you realise that there are pockets of time that are being wasted or that you're that you're just doing things that aren't a priority for you. So helping people to realise that they need to maybe reprioritize what they're doing and get their tasks in order can help them to feel like they have the time to do the things that are that are important to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the biggest issue with time is that it keeps passing, whether you think about how you're spending it or not. And, mm-hmm. and so because of this, um, it becomes very easy to spend it mindlessly uh, and not even just too much wasting it. It's just like spending it on stuff you don't actually care about. Um, like it, it's not that you're actively doing something of you know, like, ooh, I'm going to choose to be on Facebook for two hours here. <laughs> like, it, it's not even that. It's just you sort of don't think about it. Like, you go to work and don't necessarily think about, am I spending my time on my top priorities there? I go home, it's like, well, you know, sort of getting through the day. And the next thing you know, everyone's in bed. And it's like, well, what did we do at the time? Well, who knows? Um, and, and so just trying to think about, well, what would I like to do? And how can I make those things happen? How can I have a little fun with life, do some adventures, all that can, can go a long way toward making time feel richer and fuller. Yeah. So could you share, because a lot of uh, my audience are women who are in the space of trying to figure out how to either find more time or make their time more productive. So can you share kind of from your most recent book or any of your others? And um, what are some of the top tips that you would give to someone who's saying, I'm really I'm really stressed about life right now. Like how can I reclaim some of that like control and balance um, in my day-to-day life as a working mom? 
Well, I definitely think that if anyone wants to spend their time better, working parent or not, um, the first step is to figure out where the time is really going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because often we have stories about our lives that we are telling ourselves that aren't actually true. Um, And this is is one of these, um, I mean, working parents often have a story that like, I never see my kids, you know, look at me, I'm working full time, ergo, I must never see my kids, because this is a story that is out there. Um, And it is almost universally not true. Um, you know, maybe if you've been like overseas for the past year, you haven't seen your kids, (laughs) those people's jobs don't look like that. Um, you know, even if you're traveling extensively, like you're traveling three nights a week, you're home for four, like that's more than you're gone. Like if you are, um, you know, working 50 hours a week, sleeping eight hours a night, you have 62 hours that aren't working. Um, you know, people be like, oh, like they track their time and they see that actually they're around their families a fair amount. And, and that's good. Like, I think people should see that um, and give themselves some credit for it. That doesn't mean the time is spent well, like you can always, you know, probably improve that time, but it, it's probably there. Mm. Uh, so, you know, there's that, or people might say, we have other stories we tell ourselves of various forms of martyrdom. Like I'm always doing the dishes. Well, I am going to put, I would put serious money on the line, mm-hmm. not always doing the dishes. (laughs) It's not occupying a hundred percent of the time that you're in the house. It might just feel like it because you hate doing it. Um, but that's a different question. Um, I've also found that, uh, working parents in general do get enough sleep. Like this is one of these stories we have out there that if you're going to build a career and raise a family, you will never sleep again. Also not true. Um, you know, just there's all these stories. So we want to make sure we're working from good data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get, figure out where the time is really going. Look at your life. Say, well, what do I like? What do I don't like? Um, you know, what could I change? Uh, and, and, and then you can kind of go from there. But, uh, you know, that's really got to be the first step. Yeah, I love that because I think I'm so guilty of that when you said that I had to smile because I'm always saying to my husband, I'm always doing the dishes. He's like, you're not always doing it because I do it sometimes. But yeah, because I'm doing it most of the time, I feel like I'm always doing it. But actually, it's important to pay attention to what the words that we're using and how we're describing things because then that makes you feel a certain way. So, well, it's yeah. just very defeatist, right? Like, so if you're saying I'm always doing the dishes, I mean, what, is, what are you, you going to do about that? But if you're saying I am doing the dishes more times than I want per week, mm-hmm. well, that's like... That's the problem statement right there, because then we can work on that, right? right. We can, that is a problem that can be solved. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's why we want to make sure that we're telling ourselves stories that we can actually do something about. If you want to hear from more changemakers who have expertly navigated the world of work, I recommend you listen to Fixable, a podcast from TED. No matter where you are in your career, host Harvard professor Francis Fry and leadership coach Anne Morris can help you tackle your biggest work problems, from dealing with a gaslighting boss to navigating a soulless job. Their conversations with master fixers and call-in listeners will provide you with honest, practical advice on how to quickly navigate pressing work issues. Find Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a bit about your kind of family dynamic. You've got four children. So has has the way that you work changed as you've added more, um, to expanded your family, I should say? Has that made a difference? Um, not particularly. I don't think if anything, um, 
I, my, my career has started involving more travel in the past sort of three or four years that has really um, taken off, which has been great. It's been very exciting. I love speaking with audiences about um, time management and productivity. And so I've been very grateful to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, obviously managing a travel schedule um, is, is complicated. It adds another dimension of uh, figuring out where all the pieces are going since my um, husband uh, is works for one of the major consulting firms, so he's traveling for his job as mm -hmm. well. Um, but, you know, it's just about figuring out the logistics. And, um, I mean, obviously we have, we have full-time childcare. We have um, a, a nanny who um, can also stay overnight if need be, um, mm -hmm. because that's the only way you can make a two-travel couple work. Um, but, you know, the three older kids are in school, so that, that sort of is the... I, the bulk of my work days, I usually think about being between 8.30 when they get on the bus and sort of 4.05 when they get home. Yeah. Um, and so I can usually get most of my stuff done within that if I'm, if I'm not traveling, if I'm working. Uh, I go work within those hours and then try and catch a little bit of time later, either um, while I'm at a kid, a kid activity or at night or something like that. Yeah, so inspiring. I think there's so many women that, you know, feel like, I can't make this work. How, how could I make this work? And so it's really great to hear you speak about how it's possible. You've just got to change your mind. Instead of saying, I can't make it work, say, how can I make it work? And then figuring out what the strategy is going to be for your family. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have a good life. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, you know, there's both of my husband and I, um, you know, travel and work full time, but we also have a fair amount of flexibility in our schedules. And, and so it's, um, you know, there'll be days that are kind of, we're, we're not physically here, but, you know, it's usually not more than like two a week where we're mm -hmm. both not there. And, and um, I think one of the key things that I always tell people to think about is think in terms of 168 hours, not 24. Yeah. Um, there are 24 hours in a day. There's 168 hours in a week. People always tell me, well, there's not enough hours in the day to get to everything I want to get to. And that's, you know, totally true. There aren't, but you don't live your life in days. Like you're going to get another day tomorrow and another. And, and like the week, the Monday through Sunday is, is what life is a more mm -hmm. holistic uh, view of life. And so, you know, people are often obsessed with, well, what is my work-life balance? But they're often looking at their balance like Monday through Thursday. And they're not looking at their balance the rest of the time, which probably balances that out. Um, yeah. So I track my time on these weekly spreadsheets because um, I'm a time management freak and I like track my time. But my spreadsheet that, I, and when I have other people track their time, I have them use this too, but my spreadsheet starts Monday at 5 a.m. Okay. Um, so that's the start of the week. It goes 5 a.m. Monday to 5 a.m. Monday. Halfway point of that is 5 p.m. Thursday. And mm -hmm. so, you know, nobody thinks of 5 p.m. Thursday as the midway point of the week. It is like the end of the week, but it's not. It's not. It's the halfway mark. So like, yeah, whatever your balance is Monday through end of day Thursday, it's probably tilted more toward work, but your balance from end of day Thursday to Monday morning is probably tilted quite a bit more toward not work. Um, right, and right. the two may balance each other out. And you, you got to look at life holistically to have the right, right picture of it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Cause I think people think of Wednesday as like midweek and that's, but yeah, thinking of it like that and just including. But then you're only looking at your work time, but, and why is that? Why are we only looking at the time where, I don't know. It, it, these are just the stories people tell themselves. It's like weekends don't even exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And on the weekend you get to spend that time with your family mostly. So yeah, that should all be included. It makes perfect sense. So tell me more about your book. So your most recent book is, is it off the clock? 
Off the clock, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you have listeners all over the place. It'll be out in the U.S. on, um, I'm not sure when this is airing, but May 29 is the publication date in the U.S. Their publication date in the U.K. is in August, um, and so it'll be published there as well. Uh, yeah, it's, I did a time diary study looking at um, 900 people. I had them track their time for the day. These were busy people, full-time jobs, families at home, men and women this time. Um, but I had them track their time for a day, and then I had them answer questions about how they felt about their time. And so then I could compare the schedules of people who felt, you know, crazed, harried, rushed, starved for time, and the people who had high time perception scores, who felt like time was abundant, relaxed, all good. Um, they had time for the things they wanted to do. And so I could compare their schedules, like equally busy people. Why do some people feel starved for time? Some people feel relaxed. And so that became the basis of this book. Wow, that's awesome. And were there any kind of things that came out of that that were surprising or things that you expected to see? Um, well, there are a couple of things that I expected and a couple of things that were surprising. I mean, one of the more interesting, surprising ones um, was that people who felt like they had a lot of time were highly likely to have done something sort of memorable or out of the ordinary on the day that they tracked. Um, so I had everyone track this March Monday, like a Monday in March. Like there's mm -hmm. nothing special about this day. It's a, it's a normal work day. Um, and the, the people who had the highest time perception scores were doing something like going to salsa dancing lessons on a Monday night or like surprising their family with uh, movie tickets and going for a movie on a Monday night or even just, you know, going for a walk with their family after dinner. But it's like something that was not like march through work, commute home, eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Like there was yeah. something different about the day. And I think that that is actually because putting memories, th memory making activities into our time makes time more memorable. And mm -hmm. when we remember time, then it doesn't feel like it's slipping through our fingers. We're not asking, well, where did the time go? Because we know where the time went. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that is uh, one of the really sort of counterintuitive necessarily, but like kind of cool things. So if you want to feel like you have more time, put more adventures into your life, like do something so you can say, why is today different from other days? And if you can answer why today is different from other days, you will remember today. Um, then one of the more sort of perhaps obvious uh, ones is uh, I found that people who felt um, the most relaxed about time checked their phones about half as frequently as the people Ooh. who felt most stressed. And so what happens is that we have available downtime, leisure time, free time, whatever you want to call it, um, and then we choose to chop it up. Um, not really for any good reason. I mean, you might be checking your work email, but you, probably nothing's in there. Like it's just, you know, maybe something. So you check it, but then you quickly are just deleting newsletters and then you're going over to, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, reading through headlines that, and it doesn't feel relaxing. So we don't look at this as free time. We look at it as like on time, but it could have been downtime. It's just, you chose to chop it up. But right. you don't have to. Um, and so people who feel like they have more time choose not to chop it up. That is fascinating. And I, I think it's so important for people to realise because I think it's, it's become the go-to, you know, to pick up your phone and just scroll and just check. Um, but being intentional about that makes such a difference. Yeah. Well, it's that you have this downtime and you're looking for something to fill it. I mean, there's people like, I have no time, but it's like you have time and then you're choosing to fill it. Um, it it's, you know, we don't like to be bored. I mean, that is the honest truth. People are not willing to sit through boredom. Yeah. Um, and, but if you are, like, you can often really feel kind of chill. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I, this year, my, my word for the year has been simplify. So I've been trying to simplify things and spend more time not doing. And, yeah, it's quite hard to, to get into the 
the groove of doing that of actually just having time to just be but when you do it makes such a difference to how you feel yeah so that's awesome oh it's been so good talking to you I've, I've learned so much just from that so I'm definitely gonna grab the book um can you share where people can learn more about you you mentioned your podcast do you want to talk more about that and then where they can find you and find the book yeah so my website is lauravandercam.com that's just my name uh, I blog most days um, probably four to five times a week um, so I'd love to have your listeners come join me there uh, we have a very good comment section it's one of the nicest places on the internet <laughs> so, uh, definitely enjoy that um, I also co-host a podcast um, my co-host Sarah Hart Unger um, is a practicing physician and she and I talk about uh, she's also a mom of three uh, and we talk about various work and life things, um, you know, any topic that, that has to, to do with uh, how we make work and life fit together. So I'd love to have your listeners come join me there as well. Yeah, you should definitely check out the podcast. That's where I found you and I absolutely love it. You guys are awesome. So everybody go listen. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. It's been great hearing from you and learning all about time management. Um, and so, yeah, it's been lovely to have you. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Was that awesome or was that awesome? Laura shared some amazing tips. So I hope you're going to go and check out her books because if that interview is anything to go by, her books are going to have so much amazing content in there that can really make a difference to your life and the way that you approach things. So for me, some of the key takeaways were to track your time so take the time to track your time because that can really highlight where your your maybe needing to make a change where you could be um, subtracting some things where you actually have time that you didn't realize that you had so I've I've gone through this exercise a few times with clients and they have been amazed at how much time they were wasting or how much time they they had or pockets of time where they could be doing things or fitting things in so I would encourage you to go through that exercise doing a time audit um, and it's also really insightful what she shared about social media and how much we pick up and we check our phones and the impact that that has, has on us and our productivity so think about that too we it's a good idea to be intentional about how we're using our phones and our technology and remember that our kids are watching us so if we are picking up our phones every five minutes and we're not able to be present in conversations with them then we can expect the same from them because they model our behavior right so um, that is something that I've tried to implement when I'm when I'm around my toddlers um try not to be on my phone as much because they are watching and they are learning and then they are modeling my behavior so um I think what she shared about the research was really really insightful and something that we should all take on board what were some of your key takeaways? I would love to know. So come head over to the Careers Beyond Motherhood community and let us know in the Facebook group what you uh, took away from the episode, what you liked about the episode so we can keep this conversation going. So you can head over to Careers Beyond Motherhood community and uh, I would love to hang out with you there. If you want to learn more about Laura and the work that she's doing, I'm going to be sharing the links to her website, her podcast and her books on the show notes. So head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash episode hyphen 34 and then you can go and get the links. As you may know, my mission is to support women who want to build careers that they love whilst raising a family. So in addition to this podcast, I help women do that through individual coaching one-on-one through my smooth return course and through the collective membership 
So if you are feeling unsure or worried or overwhelmed about the next step that you should be taking in your career beyond motherhood, then I want to invite you to join me for a career clarity call. So it will be a 20 minute call where I will be able to ask you some questions and see if and how I can help you to make the next step that you need to make in your career. If that sounds like it would be useful for you, then head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash call and you can book in a slot at a time that's convenient. If you enjoy this show, could you do me a favor and spread the word amongst your working mama friends and also leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women just like you can find the show and join in the conversation. All right, that's all from me today. I'll be back again next week and I'll speak to you soon. In the meantime, look after you and look after your babies. This podcast features music from Ben Sound.